Welcome to Beer and a Movie, the podcast where we talk about two of the greatest art forms known to humanity, beer and movies. Sometimes achieving outstanding pairings, and other times giving ourselves the opportunity to wash the terrible taste of failure from our mouths. I am your host, Carlos Cooper, and with me as always... Dave Gurney. Joe Hilliard. And we are here to uh, drink some beer and talk about movies, mm-hmm. as it were. Um, but before we get into the movie, we cannot start until we pop a beer. Yes, please. <laughs> All right, well, let's get some beer in our glasses. Uh, you know, a, a fitting pairing on, on a couple different levels, I think, for uh, the film we're going to be talking about in the first half of the episode. This is from Definitive Brewing Company. It's actually a collaboration. They're out of Portland, Maine, and they collaborated with a Nashville brewery, Southern Grist. And what they've made is a beer called Saved by the Buoyancy of Soursop. <laughs> so it, it, it floats. Yeah, right. Exactly. So the buoyancy this beer the floats, floats too. Um, but also uh, a, a little nice reference to uh, to the sadly passed away before his time was should have been up. Uh, Mitch Hedberg, as Carlos just clued me in, I hadn't made the connection. Sadly, he's right on the can, depicted on it, and uh, th- this being a line from one of his one of his many many funny little wordplay style jokes uh, that he had. But this is a Sour ale uh, with it's it's um, conditioned on strawberries and Ooh. exotic soursop fruit, which I actually had to look up. I've yeah, I have never heard that word before. Soursop, it's uh, something out of uh, South America, I believe, is is where it sort of originates, and uh, it looks like a very unique fruit. I've never had it in its. Uh, is that pictured on the can? Is yeah. That, okay. Exactly, and it's in its own sort of. Uh, you know, taste, but it says that it's similar. This this Wikipedia entry says it's similar to pineapple. The flavor of the fruit has been described as a combination of strawberries and apple, so I guess kind of works with the strawberry already, yeah. and has like a sour citrus flavor note. So we will. Um, it's ha- it's a hazy in feature, yeah. and it has like a pink hue a, a to it. A slight pink, right? I think the strawberries did Very bring in slight. a little of that, yeah, because yeah. the the flesh of the soursop, as I'm looking at the picture, is white, so I don't yeah. know that it would impart that. I haven't but supped, but dang, it smells good. It does. It right? smells really good. Has, has a really tropical. It smells nose very refreshing to it. So the soursop kind of looks like um, like a jackfruit or a. No, there's. I can't remember the name of it. Somebody listening will have remembered the Bizarre Foods with Andrew Zimmerman episode in which this Are fruit you was saying featured. durian? The one that smells yes, wretched durian. and drops yeah. from the... Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It kind of looks like that. I've, uh, for many years, wanted to try that. Because I've seen... I, it's like several episodes that he's encountered it. Yeah. And, you know, notoriously, he'll eat just about anything people give to him. But he cannot get himself to choke down even like a small sliver of yeah. durian. I've seen... His the smell is just too bad. Yeah, and I, I mean, I hear onions and like rotting and just <laughs> body odor. Sounds it, great. Yeah. <laughs> None of that is here. And, and if soursop no. is related, it seems like it, it developed in a very different way. Very different parts yeah. of the world, so probably right. not. So uh, so we're going we're gonna to sip on this and stay afloat uh, while we are... Yeah, right, there you go. Uh, while we are getting into... I, I don't know if we've said it right, uh, you know, as forthrightly as, as we could have, but we're going to be talking about the second installment of the It film... I, do we call it a series? I mean, it it's chapter a two. two. Fil- yeah, it chapter two. Yeah, but I'm just saying, like, oh, you know, do do we think of it as a series if we're doing it as two films? I mean, for I mean, television, it, it was a mini series yeah. when it had a two episode mm-hmm. sort of run. 
Um, I don't know. I mean, it's it whatever it is. It's the second part right. of this larger story. And chapter two's fitting because they knew they would be making two from the get go. Right. As Although they didn't promote see- the first one as chapter one. It right. was only no, retrospectively true. put out as which was kind of an interesting move. I remember uh, when that came out, kind of thinking, oh, are they going to try to tell that whole story in two and a half hours, right? Yeah. I'm glad and they didn't try. No, they didn't. And uh, and anyway, so, but where this one picks up is you, you know, as we, we try to give a little encapsulated plot, you have a group of friends who knew each other well in childhood, at least for a moment in time, um, to fight off this great evil that had afflicted their town that mostly came in the form of this clown that that takes the name Pennywise and they they think they might have uh, successfully fought it off but as chapter two kind of picks up it's 27 years later the clown has reemerged, or or there's some creepy stuff going on there's deaths happening uh, and one guy who stayed behind in the town calls the rest of them back to sort of deal with mm-hmm. this huge, as they promised to do 27 that's years right. prior they had sworn a blood oath that's right, right. yeah so, so this <laughs> and the glass in the flashback goes in really deep. It does, really it does. deep. Yeah. <laughs> so, so that's a general gist, but but it's interesting because the way they've told the story in these two chapters is very different than the way the novel tells it and the original miniseries. Am I right? And that there they are, don't split the time periods as cleanly as it goes back and forth, back and forth. Right. Yeah. There, there's kind of that in dual the narrative. Right. There's constant flashbacks right. and flash right. And you never see the adults in the first one. Obviously, they hadn't been cast. But you do right. see the kids in the second one and the kids re- reassembled to shoot some scenes. And I believe some of them that needed to be digitally youth, uh, youth euthanized. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> yeah, we can't use Made that Made to appear younger. Right. Uh, a technology that I'm looking forward to seeing in Scorsese's new film, uh, upcoming film, The, the Irishman, Irishman, where yeah. they've done that with uh, De Niro, etc. Right. Uh, was used on some of the kids, and um, it was good. I enjoyed that they, you saw the kids as much as you did, as opposed to what I kind of thought was going to happen, which was we saw all the kids stuff in the first film and all the adult stuff in the second film. Right. So you get to some flashbacks, and which accounts for a very long running time for a modern horror yeah, film. almost three hours. Yeah. Yeah. Just, it didn't feel like three hours to me. So, okay, well, let's let's start getting into how we felt. You you, you feel like this breezed by for you. Um, it, 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 this is my joke. When I leave a theater for certain types of movies, we saw a lot of stuff. I mean, there's a lot of things that go on in this movie. Yeah. A lot of sets, a lot of set pieces, a lot of of uh, uh, <clears throat> isolated incidents where one kid has been has gone off, or, or adult has gone off on their own to encounter Pennywise uh, right. by him or herself. Right. Um, I'm reserving judgment until we get a little bit further into okay. the, into the okay. the conversation. What what did what did you guys think about just the the movie? I mean, like the 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 filmmaking that was presented within. There was a lot about this movie that I'm I liked. Try, no, I'm trying to find a place to <clears throat> Going into the movie and trying to be spoiler-free, the only thing that I remember seeing was... Uh, remember the, one of the things that I saw again and again and again is that Bill Hader steals the show. Oh, yeah. And he does such a fantastic job, really I think, good. in this movie. Yeah. He adds comedy when comedy needs to be added, but then you also see a serious turn uh, uh, throughout and toward the end that I thought he, he did a really great job. And I, I, I like Bill Hader as a performer and a Saturday Night Live performer and the show Barry, so I like to see him him doing really well. The, the match of the adult to the kids is uncannily amazing. 
you believe that these would be the kids grown up in, in, in the way that they appear. Yeah. Even when uh-huh. they flash, like, um, they'll do wipes a couple of times to show the young kid right. and, the, and the older adult. And, it, God, it looks like you saw boyhood almost. <laughs> all right, all right. So, uh, no, I mean, no, I'm no, saying it looks yeah, like it yeah. could be the, the same actor 27 no, years later. So whenever the movie started... I very quickly was like, shit, I remember very little about this first movie. Mm. I don't know if I'm going to be able to oh, track yeah. which adult is which kid. Okay. Uh, but they did a pretty good job at that, I'll say. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, I like barely remembered who Eddie was uh-huh. at first. Like Stanley, I don't remember at all, uh-huh. even after seeing it right. this chapter two. Um, and then I totally forgot about Ben as a character. Uh, and so it all kind of... But they it it works really well, and obviously Richie's the easiest right. of pretty much all of them because he's just the the way that Finn Wolfhard and Bill Hader both have that the same kind of like bravado and their snarkiness and the same kind of delivery was crazy. Uh-huh. Um, but yeah. I, uh, Okay, let's dive in. Well, no, well, I thought, it sounds I, like we're te- like we're. Well, no, I'm just I'm just trying to you know because it, it, it's it's like we started talking about right before we get we started recording that you and me both saw it this morning. Uh-huh. So I we ha- haven't had a lot of time. I, to yeah, digest. I haven't had a ton of time to fully digest the whole thing. I think that this is it was a fun popcorn movie. I yeah. don't think it was like really anything more than that. And yeah. It was just kind of an okay popcorn movie. I agree. They. It seems to me like they were like, oh, we've got the perfect cast. Like, we don't really need to worry that much about the rest yeah. of it. And kind of like leaned on it. Bill Hader carries the movie. Uh, I w- would have really liked more from Jessica Chastain. And like, I don't think that her performance was bad. I just like, I felt like there was something missing with her versus the younger counterpart. Cause yeah. I really kind of was more interested in the younger counterpart, that, uh-huh. that actress and her performance. And maybe... Right. That's because, you know, you're a little more in the thick of, like, her, you know, uh, tumultuous relationship with her father, and there's a little more going on with her as a as a, a middle schooler, however yeah, old they were. Yeah, um, They say 27 years way too many times in this fucking movie. Like, we get it. We mm-hmm. know how long it's been. <laughs> like, they say it, like, a dozen times throughout this. Yeah. It's crazy. Uh, I thought that was weird. Didn't care for it. Um, and then... Uh, they tried to like touch touch on some social issues that really didn't amount to anything, specifically the beginning, which I just looked up on IMDb that the guy who's killed in the beginning is Xavier Dolan. Uh-huh. He, are you the familiar filmmaker? with him? The yeah. filmmaker? Yeah. Uh, I didn't really know. What talking about the fact that they were gay? I mean, it's billed as this like very violent hate crime. Right. But then that's it. It goes away. Like, you right. know, and it kind of comes back again with um, Bowers a little bit, but like what's... Well, the- and with... Uh, um, the hater care, Richie, right? That the, you know, there, there's this sort of... Well, that's what I'm saying is the Bowers yelling that at Richie. Right, and then Richie's reaction when Eddie dies. And, and then, then R the plus E. R My plus daughter e. asked me on the way home, are Richie and uh, I felt Eddie like, gay for each other? That was the okay, that quote, which is what yeah. the 13-year-old are saying. Uh, right. And I that was not in the book. So if that was well, an angle, it was missed on me. So I, I, didn't, I didn't Except, I that, except that, that, that I, we are to allude... When Pennywise confronts What's adult Richie, that I, I've, know, I know your deep dark secret, uh, yeah. but and it never gets and it never gets super overtly revealed. But right. I took it to mean that. Okay, and I looked up after just because I was curious. Uh-huh. Yeah. I was like, so where did that come from? Because I've never read the novel. 
Um, and Joe, Joe's our resident King expert. So you, you have. I've read the novel six to eight times. Right. I mean, a lot. But it's my favorite I, book. What ever. I understand is there is nothing overt in the novel either. Although Correct. there is a scene when Eddie dies where he caresses, the, Richie caresses his cheek, and many fans over the years okay. on message boards and whatnot okay. have taken that to be... Okay, but it, 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 uh, is, it is not overt, and it's not so subversive in the, in the right. book that we are to, I think, elude that. But, my, my, my point in bringing that up, though, is like, what what were you trying to say? Like, what, what was the point of that? It didn't add to the story. It didn't deliver some kind of message. Well, no. it, wasn't even a, it wasn't even a commentary on anything. Well, but, it just okay. existed. Let's, let's just using gay I, characters in the... In, in in, in lieu of heterosexual characters, which we see, you know, there's going to be a hate crime. He's going to get dumped over the bridge. Isn't part of it that it preys upon our fears and anxieties and, that exist already? It's Correct. not like it creates new things for us to be Correct. scared of. It plays on. So people who have, tr- I mean, we as a society yeah. have a pressure point around homosexuality. And this is something that causes fear and mm-hmm. anxiety for people. I mean, homophobia, it's a thing. Those people were clearly homo. I mean, so to me, that actually works with how it works. Now, I'm not, you know, trying to say that I think they did a wonderful job, like mining the, you know, um, the the societal problem of homophobia and mm-hmm. all that. But I think it's consistent with yeah. what it is and I, what I agree. it plays upon. And I don't think that just because you have gay characters on the screen, there all automatically has to be some kind of social message that gets you hit over the head with. Well, I mean, no, but but, but, but they, it was pre- it was given to us that way. Yeah. I decided on the way over here that there is no point in this discussion since it's not beer and a book and a movie for, to go into the adaptation. It's presented a wide audience has has digested it. Uh, and loves the, the first one and is loving the second one if you look at box office. Yeah, doing big numbers. The it mythos, the the Pennywise mythos though is uh, unfilmable uh, as it appears in the book. Uh, and there are two variations from the book that I wanted to bring up. Number one, Mike does his 27-year... Mike is the one that stayed in Derry, mm-hmm. and that means he doesn't forget. The ones that have left Derry have forgotten. And right. they, there's a whole sequence of them needing to go remember by having one-on-one encounters with Pennywise. Um, Mike in the book does not have a solution. The the, the lampshade-looking artifact, that's yeah. all brand new. That's right. devices... F- he did, they don't take a backpack full of stuff into the sewer to, to do the thing. And then um, the second thing that's a variation for, from the book is... Uh, I, fuck, I forgot what I was going to say. Damn, <laughs> uh, it. Damn it. I thought about it all the way over here. Leave all of this in because I want this failure <laughs> recorded for posterity. I'll remember it in a second. I was going to say, but then when you remember it, all makes sense. Um, it, it isn't the... Okay, so, so the mythos of it. Okay. We got to get it... Pennywise, down, remember, the, the there's a... Okay, Mike has learned that there are Native Americans that left Derry and attempted to try to... Kill this evil. A, and yeah. understand its origin. Right. Okay, so, uh, and, and the, what they tell Mike, who passes it along to the rest of the crew, is you got to get Pennywise down to its real version to kill it. Mm-hmm. The real version is... Not its various incarnations that it takes, mummies, lepers, etc. Right. It's uh, that small little thing at the end. Who who knows, man? But it's I, it, the the way they kill Pennywise yeah, is it's, so stupid. Well, I thought yeah. it was I thought it was the deadlights. I thought the deadlights were like the no. We got to go through the tunnel to shrink it down to get it to its true form so that we can kill it. No, to get it small enough to kill to get it, it small yeah. enough to kill it. Yeah, I don't know. <clears throat> I mean, I I kind of I thought I don't know. Nothing I, about I, the mythology. Nothing about the way. 
the mythology is presented in the film Pennywise makes any sense at all. Rules. Right, because if Pennywise well, requires th- fear to feed, yeah. not just feeding, not a big mouth that takes a chunk out of you, but the fear that it's elicited, explain to me why she, he lured the little girl down yeah, she below wasn't scared the bleachers of him at all. Who, and then convinced her not to be scared <laughs> yeah. before he took a bite. Right. It doesn't make or why, sense. But, yeah. Or why did, I mean, the original killing in the sewer... It, uh, the the younger Georgie brother wasn't Georgie, afraid he wasn't either. afraid. Like yeah. the whole thing was him, like saying, "Oh, Georgie, I'm gonna be your friend, and I'm gonna, you know, like here, have right. your boat back." And right. then he yeah. grabs him, and, you know, which is yeah. which and is then the whole town is afraid, but Georgie wasn't afraid. Right. And then I mean, the way I, I also didn't realize that he preyed on like your already fears you already have or whatever. They don't do a very good job in the that. book. It's very well done. I mean, I'm sure all, all that, of the I mean, fears over they, a thousand pages. I'm sure right. you have all a the fears more, that they find. But, uh, 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 anyway, right, right. I, I was disappointed in the second film in a way that I was not the first, and well, it's, it's because I knew that they would not be able to film it in a way that makes sense. Of because here's the other thing, Carlos. I think you were about to allude to this earlier. It's we got to get him down to a smaller size. Uh, um, we got to got to bully him down to a smaller size, right? But, and, but then he comes out as that big crab spider thing, yeah, and then gets killed, uh, gets impaled, right. And appears to be dying. Right. But then it's fine. But it's not really dying. No, it's right. fine. Because he's all that it is supposed to be doing in the movie is just playing games with the people. Like that really, to me, that's where it dev- derives yeah. its power as you see it in the movie are these unnecessary set pieces again and again and again, one after the other after the other, th- where, where it is just fucking with people. Well, and, and not only that, fucking with the audience for the audience's sake. The scene when Beverly goes back to her... Uh, And she uh, she realizes halfway through an encounter with a lady that's living there that something's not quite right. Stays for some unknown reason. The audience is allowed to see things that are funny almost. Like the the audience was laughing. The whole audience was laughing. And that was in the the Beverly trailer. trailer. Understood. But the Beverly isn't seeing. Yeah. But in, in the background, when Beverly's right. not looking, she's the like girl's dancing, dancing and she's got nude. Right. And we see it and we giggle, or, or the lady next to me, the stranger, the, the my seatmate next to me, uh, you know, like, you know, got a little groany. But I hate it when they telegraph that to the audience. And there's no point in the real li- in, the, in the real universe, sorry, David, that is being put onto the screen. And that happened again and again and again. And I get it. The last time I made this argument, you guys go, but it's a movie. And I, I didn't say that. The rules are important to me. I understand that it's... Do you remember when Richie makes a comment in the Chinese food restaurant about how Ben has gotten skinnier yeah, behind I Ben's back? Too. But behind Ben's back? Uh-huh. That makes sense well, to me because, hey, guys in the room, no, we need to bring up the fact that he, this guy's lost a bunch of weight. He wasn't bringing up that he had lost weight. He was trying to remind them who he was. They're like, no, this is this is the big kid. Yeah, like, yeah. he's just not big Oh, anymore. I didn't take it that way. I thought they were saying... No, 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 no. He was, I thought he was being a busting balls about no, how no, no, thin no. I think got. he was trying to tell everybody, like, no, that's the guy. That's He used to be... Yeah, like, well, I think... I'm dominating the conversation. But yeah, that's true. You yeah, are. you are. You take a breath. <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> but... Okay, so th- there's so many things that I was going <laughs> to yeah, try to jump are. in there. But uh, but Joe it, doesn't take a breath. No, he doesn't. So I think it's, it's interesting. <laughs> I'm I mean, I'm working on it. I, I do understand where you're coming from. I, you know, we, we already, we've established on the podcast, I am the guy who is the least hung up on these ideas of rules. Mm-hmm. But I do like some consistency of character. Right. And if we're thinking of Pennywise as a character or it as a character and the way that it functions... There, there are times where I found myself in this film, not, not so much the first chapter for whatever reason, I have to think more about why, but in this one, I was having trouble with, well, okay, but they keep telling themselves it's not real, it's not real. 
and then they get impaled and fucking killed. Right. What, okay. So it's real. There's something real about that. Like, so is it real or is it not real? Yeah. And, you know, it's kind of the Freddy Krueger thing. The, the like, oh, it inhabits your dreams and it can, like, do these things to mess with you, but it's all psychological mm-hmm. and you kind of, but no, wait, he can still kill you too. Like, so I, I don't know. I mean, is that, it, maybe I, I should just accept that more as a commentary on, you know, what we say is real in terms of being like this kind of physical objective reality that can then, you know, sort of intrude upon us and, Mm -hmm. you know, like sharp objects can come in and cut our physical body Mm -hmm. and and kill us versus... Or a head can come out of a refrigerator turn into a spider and bite you. Right. The reality of our psychology Mm. and how our psychology can undo us. There is a reality to that, right? I mean, like you can go into a very deep depression that has nothing to do with anything changing in the physical world around you. And yet that physical, that, that mental depression, that, that psychological experience can drive you to a point where you die. I mean, we're, we're, so, I mean, maybe I should accept that, but there was something as we're shifting in and out of these set pieces where I feel like, okay, so that can he just tell himself that no this is just this is a fantasy this is a fiction this doesn't really exist and then pull himself out of it because it seemed like that worked a few times and then other times you know like when they're down in the dungeon or whatever the pit or whatever we want to think that below the sewers mm-hmm. um and they're fighting it's like well no they can't just will it away they can't say oh this doesn't exist right. it can kill them it, it can you know stab them and all that so so there was something that that kind of struck me as odd as like i don't know but it doesn't take you out of the experience. I don't know. It did a little bit. Like I said, I was thinking mm-hmm. about it as the movie was going on. I definitely enjoyed the first one better. And I hadn't seen chapter one or what was just called it when it was released as uh, in the theater or even shortly after I saw it this week in mm-hmm. the lead up to this so that I could kind of get myself ready. And I enjoyed that film a lot more. I think in part because it functioned pretty well as sort of a coming of age movie um, loss of Innocence movie that, you know, I would put right alongside things like The Goonies or uh, Stand By Me mm-hmm. or now, I guess, nowadays, Stranger Things or, you know, like these stories that are about, as as much as anything, a group of kids who are kind of outsiders finding each other and finding things that are valuable in each other. There was good chemistry, good acting with those kids. I really enjoyed that film. Yeah. It was almost like the Pennywise scenes, fine, whatever, they're, they're happening but those were the least interesting aspect of that film to me. I agree with that. Then when you get this film, and I think I've kind of heard this coming from both of you already, you know, there are some great actors already, you know, again in the mix, right? And, and I would agree with what you said. Bill Hader is excellent. Mm-hmm. I think he does a great job. I think he will continue to go on to do great because Barry is fantastic and he's he's a good actor apart from just being a good comedian. Jessica Chastain, I agree, didn't get as much to work with, but I think she's really good at doing what she needs to do and, and having it work. I thought James uh, Rance, Ransone. James McAvoy? No, Ransone, the guy who plays um, Eddie. Oh, okay. Um, I thought he was really good. He's popped up in things in the past that I've kind of liked him in. I thought he had a good kind of way of, of bringing the Eddie character across as an adult. So I liked all of the the, but there wasn't, it wasn't about them bonding. It was about them simply remembering, oh, we were once bonded and we're going to show you that through some of these flashbacks and stuff. So you didn't get the camaraderie in the same way that you did in the first film in this kind of more organic way. Um, Which maybe speaks to why (laughs) the miniseries in some ways done for television, which retained some of the novels like shifting back and forth a lot more, maybe worked better. Because if you're seeing those 
scenes of the kids and then instantly right after that seeing them as adults and back and forth and back and forth then you're kind of getting the bonding simultaneously whereas this film compart or this this approach compartmentalizes that more and it makes it so that the second chapter I didn't feel the characters as much I mean as much as much as I can say they were well performed and I think even to some extent, well-written, there's just not as much that they can do because of the state that they're in, because they've forgotten everything, because they have to reconnect through these weird um, uh, interactions with Pennywise and everything. Yeah, I... It's, it, and it's also just not as scary. Like, yeah. there's... To me, there is... The first movie was scarier. It was. I mean, it, and it also was not that scary. Creepy and tension. Creepy and tension. Yeah, this one... Didn't really, really. All it had was like jump scares. It became and kinda, a formula of jump scares and kind of grossness. And you um, and you could begin to predict the jump scares. Yeah, like the Pomeranian. You predicted. You predicted <laughs> the, the formula on, after they did it ten times. Yeah. I knew exactly what was going to happen. Um. So a few things. One, the head spider thing mm-hmm. ripped straight out of John Carpenter's The Thing. Without like, a doubt. Come on. Like, yeah. Which might have been an homage. <sighs> I, there's a fine line between homage and just spiders re- recreating it. The spider it is form really is really close. Yeah, the spider form is a big part of the book. But um, it, you're right. It you're, was not. That on, was not evident in the film. On film, exactly. Yeah. Um, and to go to, to go back to what David just said about you know this is more about the characters like remembering than it is them like bonding as they did in the first. It's the same movie. Right. I right, mean, yeah. Same movie. Yeah. Like it's crazy how. Like, they just, like, did it twice and well, made this, it a little... The like, same movie without them being bullied and without them being... Without any of the interesting stuff. Right, right. Yeah. That's, so it's a worse... Oh. It's a worse movie. Well, it's, the, the first one. It's yeah. The same movie, but without the stuff that was good, worse movie. I remember uh, the second thing. Which is crazy. Uh, write it down. Don't forget it. I got it. And then, as a film that so much of this, like... Like so much of the marketing and the buzz and all this kind of stuff, especially when it was like the release date first came out and when they were, you know, just finished wrapping principal photography, they're like, it too is the bloodiest movie of all time. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. No film has ever had as much blood as it too. They were talking what about the a, one scene. What a correct? fucking letdown. It's yeah. just, come on, man. Come yeah. On. That a, was yeah. not that big a deal. It was. It was it's just a bunch of I don't know that that part as soon as that scene happened I was like wait yeah this is supposed to be the bloodiest movie of all time is this I thought some really fucked up stuff was gonna happen at the end because of that like as I was watching it I was like wait this movie's not very bloody didn't they say this and I was like oh okay I'm ready for the craziness to start. And then it never really got that crazy. It's just there, the same version of that. There was almost like they said, we got away with this much gore and uh, uh, creep in the first movie. We can take it to another level. The stuff that comes out of the fortune cookies, the head and the, the whole growing of it. People were groaning around me like, this is a disgusting thing to see. Yeah. <clears throat> they went for a lot of interesting visual effects. They, they, they really did. Yeah. That, that were creepy and horrific. But I just don't know if it was all used as effectively as it could. The other thing that wasn't it from the book is that not only does Henry Bowers make a return, but Bill's wife, the actress at the very yeah. beginning, she gets involved. Uh, Beverly's husband comes hunting for her right. and, and creates some, some drama in Derry. And they had to abandon all of that for running time purposes, especially that since we're going back to the kids so yeah. often. I mean, yeah, as much time as we spent watching people answer phone calls, mm-hmm. as much pe- time as we spent watching people go go back to the stuff from the first movie mm-hmm. like there was too much there's too much time spent on that stuff and what was the point of henry bowers in the film he no, g- he, no g- point. he gets out 
Yeah. A guy, again, was the guy, the decomposed friend, friend yeah. was he really there or not? Does it have the power to raise from the grave a dead corpse that, a dead corpse, a corpse that will, <laughs> as opposed to life, uh, that will drive people around? I mean, these yeah. are yeah, things. Yeah, there's no point yeah. to that, that except, was, except that, was his face got stabbed in the mouth. Yeah. Correct. Right. That right. did so, not really hurt him very much. No. So that wasn't... Seemed fine after that. Yeah. So the Bowers... He had a bandage on. The Bowers guy coming back wasn't in the novel? It was. But, oh, it was. But very okay. much a, 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 a more... It created more right. tension and more um, uh, obstacles. Okay. But why is any of that needed if this clown is so supernatural it can take on any form at all? Yeah. It, well, I mean, I, I think it, from the standpoint of... Again, like tapping into these fears that they had. Well, this was that bully who tormented mm-hmm. so many of them. Bring it back, and and well, that was his twenty-seven year later story, and how he gets reintroduced to it. And right. I, I know that you know right. that. Right. I'm just saying it was just kind of done here for a ten minute deal, and for us to pull that balloon out from under his bed to get one more jump scare in his room before he left. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. I mean, it I, was sloppily executed. Yeah. I. I mean, I. I'm not gonna defend. Uh. You know the the choice to keep that in and to take out the other things. I mean, I. Yeah. You know, I. I think that. It's it's uh, it's a strange uh, thing to try to compress any novel into a film. Certainly, a novel that's what about twelve hundred pages long. I think, Depending on the printing. Yeah, that you know. Okay, obviously, and and like I said at much earlier, I I've never read it. I, I have no idea, but it has to get into more stuff. I do know there's some kind of floating cosmic turtle that doesn't show up nah. in any of this. Um, that would have loved that. That's like the that's origin the other thing. story. When I right? said that the it, ending... I was I was waiting for like maybe the tree of life moment. Where and they could have done like that in that psychedelic uh, ayahuasca, whatever that they yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. they could have told some kind of really right. weird celestial freaky story right. in the book. You got to read two or three times just to understand what you're reading. Yeah, it's you know it's it, instead of God and Satan, it's a turtle. You know, I mean, it, it, and why not? Because yeah. you know it's all fantasy, but um, right. the other thing, I love seeing Stan Lee in the Marvel movies. It's always fun. Where how are they going to pop? Are you going to say you didn't like King? I here? hated it. Oh, I hated it. Too. I liked it. I hated I it. it. And if this is an emerging trend, because every article, every other article on my Facebook feed is all the next Stephen, the next twenty five Stephen King movies that are coming hey, yeah. out. If they're moving toward the SKU, I'm really not going to be a fan oh, of seeing Stephen King, King in so every wait, single but, one. And explain to me why this was a bad cameo. That, that I'm, I. I also hated the self-referential stuff about Bill not being able to end a movie. Like, fuck you. Like, yeah. So no, I, I I kind of oh, liked that. On. I kind hated of I that. kind of liked that. Like, maybe the audience isn't going to enjoy the ending of this movie. Is that what you mean? No, the I mean they're calling him Stephen. I mean they're criticizing Bill in the film for something that Stephen King is, is notoriously known for. Yeah, right. And it's just like, all right, we fucking get it. No, 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 no. Stephen King wrote this. Don't get me book, wrong, David. Like, you know, Stephen King in the book was in the movie was really fun to see, and he actually did a pretty good job in a yeah. very small role. Yeah. I'm saying if the intention is that we're going to see him in all of these upcoming oh. Stephen King films that are coming out, I'm not going to be a fan of. Well, I don't know. It was it, it was a throwaway joke. Was yeah, I I thought. I thought it was. I thought it was a great little scene. I love that he's wearing a Neil Young T-shirt. Uh-huh. I thought that was great. Um, I, I know he's a big rock fan, and yeah. you know he. So th- that was nice to see. I love that he's the guy running the shop. I like the little lines that they give him in terms of you know poo-pooing the guy uh-huh. for having a bad right. uh, you know ability to or inability to write endings. 
I, I thought all that was fine. I mean, did it take me out of the film world for a second? Sure. Yeah. But I, I appreciated the the bit of comic relief. The that ladies, it, that it the ladies next to me. I got into a conversation with them during the Doctor Doctor Sleep trailer. Yeah. I don't know if you ever do this. He goes, she goes. Uh, I'm gonna have to read that book to her friend. Uh-huh. This is a stranger. Yeah. And I said, you really should. It's a really good book. Uh-huh. And she goes, oh, is it really? I said, yeah. And so I knew they were Stephen King fans. Uh-huh. And then when Stephen King pops up, she, the the uh, two ladies down goes, very. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> like just like that, and yeah. so I mean, there's an audience. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's he's a he's a funny funny character himself. Um, so you know, the, getting to references there with the the Neil Young. I also I don't know watching the the first one. It stood out to me how much they used that film marquee in the mise en scene, mm-hmm. uh, the theater marquee, the Capitol yeah. Theater, I guess that. Um, that they had, and you know, the films that they had, I think it was Nightmare on Elm Street Part Five. five. Uh, what, what were the other? Lethal Weapon Two yeah. was one of them. You know, like dating it to nineteen eighty nine. I, yeah. I kind of appreciated that. But did you notice when when uh, when Richie goes back, the poster that's on the uh, the wall from when the theater shut down? Presumably, uh, you've got mail. It is. Yeah. Right. So you know, it kind of brings it back to the night. I thought that was actually a pretty clever one because again, think about it. That's a film that was very much about the early days of the internet and people just kind of wrapping their heads around. You know, getting email and what, what that, you know, but also a romantic comedy, obviously. But it's kind of funny that, okay, yeah, so what did kill off a small town theater like this? Well, part of it was the multiplexes, and then part of it was the internet. And they, you know, I don't know. So I kind of like that. I thought that was a good choice for a film poster to have in the what was that director's there. name? Nora Ephron? Or I, yeah, yeah, yeah. For You've Got Mail? Yeah. Yeah, who just died a few years ago. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. yeah. She's sleepless in Seattle. But, uh, all the, so it, all so the Hanks Ryan like, stuff. It seems like we're all kind of uh, lukewarm, and or to, to maybe even negative on, on Chapter 2. I was, I, I was pretty lukewarm, and I was actually... I was playing this conversation out of my head as I was making myself lunch Sorry. after the movie. Uh-huh. And I was like, you know, sometimes I can kind of come after Joe... And I was expecting him to like this movie, uh-huh. and I was like, "Do I even give a shit enough about this movie to have to like to like be?" It's up, no Hobbs and Shaw to be upset about it, you know, to like really like argue about it, right. you know, if if that is the case. And um, oh, fucking wow. David. Uh, I hope he's listening to this. Silent uh, your phone, man. Yeah, it was my Carlos. computer actually that, oh, okay. that made that noise. <laughs> um, he always. Some people, it's 2019, just text me. You don't need to call me. Mm. Uh, but anyway, uh, yeah, and and then I kind of came to the conclusion that, like, yeah, I just, yeah. There are very few Stephen King adaptations <laughs> on film that I am going to argue about. Uh, he he has a reputation. Yeah, I'm but, sorry, I'm sorry. Filmmakers have a reputation for not being able to put his stuff on screen in an effective way. There are a handful of examples of that where they do a fine job. Yes. Uh, it's usually Which the we, more dramatic and less horror roles. Yeah, uh, and, and we've discussed a lot of those films. David said, fuck one of them. Yeah, uh, oh, yeah, he hates he The hates, Shining. <laughs> hates one of the good ones. I'm, and now you groaned about Dr. Sleep. I'm looking forward to that movie. No, only only that, because I've read the book. Okay, I mean, I know that... Shot for shot, Shining shit? That sounds interesting to me. I, I, don't, I don't find revisiting... The Shining interesting okay. in any way. Oh, also, another thing I fucking hated about It Chapter 2 was the Here's the, Johnny oh, reference. 
Oh, okay. Uh, oh, when, when uh, she's in the bathroom right, and, yeah, yeah, yeah. and somebody like cracks it open and goes, here's Johnny. That came out, that, that, or it was in the bathroom or it was somewhere else. No, but it, it, was, it, was it was when the thing was filling with blood yeah, and different yeah. people were yes, appearing yes, at the right. door, including hated, her father. I hated that. It, it, no, it kind of took me out of the whole, yeah, I mean, like the other people or people in her life making fun of her and here's right. Johnny was just a Stephen King throwaway. Stephen King throwaway, right. yeah. Very strange. Also, that poor fucking kid in that town that's just trying to hang out at the festival and ride his skateboard and keeps getting yelled at by these grown men. Well, not only that but then i that was one <laughs> right. that was one where terrorize that kid and then he's killed yeah Did that kid even exist i mean i don't know like that, I think that was so. the weird like and then you can just exit the the ride and nobody's gonna know like oh there, there's like a bloodbath in there dude yeah. what, what, what well just no happened? but the, the idea would well, you saw that supernatural things had happened to the fun house there was the, the right the, the yeah. narrow the things had gotten yeah. squeezed and the glass yeah. had trapped them in so Pennywise gets to go into an existing structure where uh-huh. to assume the funhouse is a real thing and a right. carnival yes. and then change it and then but the murders are known in right. you know right. people in Derry know yeah. the murders yeah, yeah, are yeah. occurring right. so that's a good question that well, all I'm the just blood like, why just go was there away. why was there not an uproar at the festival right. like what happened to this right. kid this kid no, yeah. just but like when uh, they're like hey that kid never before came we out. go the, I thought you were actually going to point out that this is to go back what you were saying about the weird here's Johnny reference thing that goes on I thought you were going to bitch about the hard coded trailer in the film the um, the Harley Quinn thing yes yeah. I Birds thought of Prey didn't that, love that just I found it ridiculous i yeah. mean it was this, whenever the thing started coming up i was like wait what does dc have yeah to do why with is dc yeah. involved in this that and and then that and little, the harley quinn thing happened oh, i agree uh but no i i don't think that um uh the shining needs revisiting i think we're good okay i think the movie's incredible and we don't need to touch it again yeah or do anything yeah. uh except for maybe that documentary room 237 or 73 <laughs> yeah. or whatever which it was. is worth watching uh, it is good um yeah. also and that's the carpet at our local alamo by the way is yeah the, the, shining, the shining carpet, carpet. um i think at a, a great many of their locations the best part of going to see this movie was the lighthouse trailer yeah, yeah I'd like to see that on the big screen. Right? That's a great looks so I've, seen, I've seen that a couple. If times, we're talking yeah. about the trailers, I think stuff. we're done. Yeah, with yeah. The yeah. <laughs> so, but so it seems like we're did you have popcorn? Of... What'd you have? Coke? <laughs> I just had water. But I would say that you know I came out of this. I didn't feel like cheated necessarily. No, I didn't either. You know, and I don't think any of us have quite said that. I no. think, but it just felt like okay. Mm-hmm. Is this really the the biggest horror film going right now? Like, yeah. is this re- which we can talk about in the second half? That's a good what, idea. And we'll what, talk about it in a later. Yeah, I'd like to, I'd like sure. to talk yeah. about that. This is going to be the highest grossing horror film of the last X years. Right. This is the direction of where everyone else is going to follow. Yeah, I'll be happy with that. Well, and what is that? Talk about that later. Uh, Beer in a movie alumnus, uh, Josh DeLeon, the, project- the projectionist, not the owl, uh, said it chapter meh was his review. And also, I didn't. E- he said, quote, I didn't even pay for this movie and I want my money back. <laughs> so it's definitely receiving some criticism. Funny. You got paid nice. to watch it. Do you know what I don't want my money back on? This beer. Oh, good. I know well, I didn't pay for it, but... Right. Uh, but you wouldn't ask for it. I, if you, it yeah. is really good. Yeah, right? Isn't it? I mean... Yeah. Definitive Brewing Company out. Uh, you said it's a uh, it's out of a, Portland, a, collab, a collab, right? Southern Grist collab. out of Nashville and Definitive out of Portland, Our Maine. Our first dip into Tennessee. That's right. Yeah, it has a really like unique flavor. I can yeah. taste the sour sop, and I agree with the sour sop as a uh, an ingredient in this. In well, this you know, you definitely beer. get the this strawberry. Is but it, but you're right. Too. I think that from the sour sop, we're getting some of that more tropical, like, yeah, a, like a tart description, like a tartness, mm-hmm. yeah. a pineapple, citrus mm-hmm. kind of yeah. character. Something um, is staying yeah. on the palate, right? Yeah, and it's not strawberry, but it's also it is a sour sour for sure. Yeah, I think for a sour, it doesn't go that like kind of acidic right. sour direction, You're right? Um, which can sometimes get a little bit too much. Yeah. It's very easy to drink. You're I right. Mean, this, 
So, you know, as... as uh, I would hand this beer to anyone, and I would expect them to enjoy it. I think so. Uh, even yeah. someone that doesn't like sours, even the, someone that's, I don't like that fruit shit. I mean, I this is just tasty. Yeah. And, and they, it's it's well, it's very well balanced. They've yeah. done a good job, and I hope we can find out more about them. Yeah. Well, both of them. I mean, it's certainly we can, I, I have some other definitive. We may even drink some more here on, on one of the episodes, but... Um, but with uh, the southern, is it southern grist? I, yeah, southern grist. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I'd love to have more of their stuff, and so that that would be exciting if uh, if we have a Nashville listener. Hey, get us some southern grist. We'd love to have some of that. Uh, but for now, we're gonna take a quick break, and then we're gonna come back and talk about the state of clowns in horror films and uh, horror films in general. Gonna, and we're gonna cast a wide where net this in is all going. Yeah. One of my favorite topics. So we're back uh, from our little break here, and we're going to talk somewhat expansively about horror tropes and, well, in particular, one that's uh, very big in this film, the the evil clown, and and maybe a little bit about the state of horror films. But before we get into that discussion... David, be honest. During the break, we all each shot gun to White Claw. Yeah, that, well, hey, come on. There is no a shortage. Laws. Palette cleanser. There's a drought right now. We can't be we confessing can't. to those kinds of crimes. Yeah, we're going to get, you know, uh, there's going to be people throwing Molotov cocktails through the windows here at the studio when to they get, find out that there's a few of them you in guys here. are, you're, you're just, just wasting those claws. you got to savor the flavor. All right. Uh, <laughs> well, here's something that we can actually hopefully savor the flavor with. This is another beer from Definitive Brewing, but also another collaboration, this time And with also, another first. Another first, first in that to Maryland. we are going to Maryland with RAR Brewing, uh, out of Cambridge, Maryland, and this is a double IPA that they did together called Everything But the 90s, and uh, the, the idea here that I was thinking of in terms of thematic connection, that we had a story with it that took place originally when it was written and then in the miniseries for television version uh, in the decades of the 50s and the 80s. And now we've updated it and we've made it into the 80s and the 2010s. Oh, you're bright. We just left out the 90s. And so this beer is leaving out the 90s <laughs> as well. You are bright. Oh, hey, how well about done. that? Well done. Yeah. So the, as they describe it, this is an 8.3% retro banger that was brewed with citra hop oil and then double dry hopped with a blend of cryo pellets and a touch of sabro. What the end the result? It sounds like mean? they're trying to demonstrate just how modern these ingredients are. That's right. Citra oil. Yeah. Is that a common thing? Um, Using oils instead hop of oils? Uh, hop oil. Yeah, yeah. It's it's a way of getting hop flavor into a beer without uh, using the you know direct flowers. And, flower. yeah. So uh, the end result they say is a deeply layered resinous and fruit forward double IPA, and it tastes and smells like a pineapple Capri Sun. Tropical gushers and sipping slush puppies on a hot summer day. So <laughs> oh, they, they've really put a, a huge uh, order together here in terms of how they're describing it, and we will see. It is pouring nice and hazy. After that first, uh, the sour we had in the first half, I'm telling you, I've got high expectations. Ooh, I'm, I'm getting some of that uh, pineapple, pineapple Capri Sun. Yeah, God, that is like a thick haze, isn't it? Mm. And it's uh, days for days. Kind of classically beer called a little pale. Yeah, nice uh, head on it. Yeah, 
Absolutely. Dang, they they could they package in the aroma, don't they? They sure do. They do a good job with hey, that. Hey, those those New England IPAs, they they aren't kidding around. So we'll go oh. ahead. We get some of this in our glasses. We will be sipping on it and. Kind of wanted to start out just talking about this idea of the evil clown because I think for a lot of folks the evil clown trope, if we if we want to call it a trope, I guess we could. Uh, for for many folks, really kind of originates with Stephen King, at least in the horror genre proper, right? I mean, there there is talk of that there have long been, and King himself said that in putting Pennywise into a clown mm-hmm. form and in putting it into a clown form called Pennywise in the novel, and then. Um, the adaptations, that his impetus was that, from his perspective, all kids are scared of clowns. And, you know, I think on some level, I guess I I understand where he's coming from, that especially maybe real little kids, when they see just somebody come up and they have full facial makeup and they're being all, you know, gregarious and strange in front of them and acting not like most adults do, there probably is something. I don't remember having a lot of anxiety about clowns myself, but I've definitely been around kids who've been put off by the idea of, adults in costume and that's probably one of the most regular or most common ways for them to see adults in some strange costume early on right when i think of the first movie clown that i remember being a thing Mm -hmm. besides bozo as a child on tv on tv and Mm -hmm. ronald mcdonald right which is not you know designed to be as affable and as friendly and come eat my meat as possible (laughs) It's uh, it's the uh, poltergeist clown, the clown from the original poltergeist. Right, right. Which which does predate it, right? Um, or or it was yeah. as it was being written that uh-huh. that was released. Yeah. Um, but you're right. I mean, I think and it, I think that clown might have put the fear uh, into a generation of kids because right. pop- poltergeist was a very popular movie. Mm-hmm. I think it was John Wayne Gacy. Well, that's a big thing, right? Absolutely. It's got to be like the first like really terrifying. I mean, obviously not using clown as a, He's a real person. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But, but yeah. So uh, I mean, because that was before any of the films. Absolutely like right. 70s. So that was in the in the seventies. Was when he was doing his torturing and murdering. I think he was caught in the late like nineteen seventy eight. So yeah, that would have been just before Poltergeist and it was being written and all that. So that that I think probably did to some extent influence these filmmakers and these novelists to start thinking about oh well you know what actually lurks beneath the clown's makeup what what's going on there because here's this guy who was essentially a you know professional clown who was going off and murdering young people so. Um, so there was really a monster there that, that they could point to. I think um, that w- when you have that kind of uh, framework there, you also have to acknowledge the character of the Joker yeah. that you know yeah. existed in the Batman comics mm-hmm. for many years. And On again, screen first time, I think, probably Cesar, Cesar Romero, Romero in, in the, the original yeah. series. Right, which was a campy take on Batman. Sure. And, and didn't bring in the kind of evil clown element as much as more like, kind of deranged zany clown Mm -hmm. the you know later interpretations of him we're we're getting ready to see one right now that kind of seems like it's maybe poised to be more that true evil clown kind of uh take with uh with joaquin phoenix and certainly the heat evolution into evil yeah yeah yeah. seems like an important one but but again a little different and and not so much i think playing on the 
idea that we're we're inherently afraid of clowns that you know it's more this particular clown that we're, that we're seeing but but it is you know it, it is kind of funny because i know there are people out there who are or or you know tell me that they're afraid of clowns i have a i have a few friends mm-hmm. um through social media especially where i'll i'll see occasionally people ribbing each other like posting these images of clowns and it's saying like, the nice person yeah. Yeah. there was that moment a few years ago when you had people who were dressing as clowns, I was about to ask about intentionally this. like walking around in the at woods. night, yeah, right. right, and just you know hoping. Do that... we know if the studio that produced it was behind that? I think it was before oh, it was a pr- promotional, because it, it seemed like stuff? it was really closely timed. Yeah, with chapter one. It I don't know, but have, has been. anyone seen the trailer to Wrinkles the Clown? No. No, I haven't. We, we'll post that on our social media. It's when did a, that come out? It's a documentary that's, that's oh, to okay. be released. Okay. And it's about a real guy in Florida, I think, who uh, is hired to come scare your children on purpose so that then the parents can hold over the kid's head. If you continue doing that or you don't eat this or whatever, Wrinkles the Clown might come back. So it's like a crank. It's a real thing. Yeah. That's yeah. fucked up. Yeah. It's very fucked up, and uh, I kind of can't wait to see the whole thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I don't, I don't know. You know, even if we don't find them inherently scary, I mean, I was going to say, especially in the first film, I guess I had kind of gotten over it with, with the second, with chapter two, I found the Bill Skarsgård. We didn't really talk about his portrayal of, of Pennywise too much in the first half here. Um, I found, you know... I think he did a good job. Mm-hmm. I, th- I think it's admirable, but I found it more funny than I did scary most of the time. I agree. I mean, there there was something loopy and zany about it that I just kind of, and, and especially when like the um, the scale of it, you know, he would suddenly get really huge and then get small, and then there would be like you know things surrounding him all. Of it. I mean, there was something kind of almost like Beetlejuicey about it. The scene I, I mean, in the first one where he's like dancing or whatever. You know, yeah, I mean, for. Um, for me, that was probably the closest. You know, I was thinking about like antecedent characters that I could think of. Okay, who? And I, I did look a little bit. He he never named Beetlejuice as a particular uh, influence on him, but I have to feel like that was in the mix there somewhere. Where it's, you know, there is something kind of comic about. See, his... I, just like I don't consider Beetlejuice a clown, I don't consider the Joker a clown. Yeah, he's the clown prince of crime. The, it's like his actual name. I get it, but he's more of like a dapperly dressed gent with. Face paint on. Yeah. We don't have to debate that for too no, long. No, I mean, he's, he, he's clear. <laughs> there's he, no nose. There's no wig. Right. I mean, he's also kind of a jester of sorts. I mean, th- which is a type of clown. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, we... we, we I don't think we're prepared to have a have a really good in-depth uh, <laughs> discussion of Y'all clown prepared, culture and all that. You are. You, you've done the reading, yeah. No, just about the Joker. <laughs> but... You know, I, th- I think there's there's a clown culture, there. clown culture, big shoes, tiny cars. Hey. <laughs> not always, not always, right? I hate to generalize. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. I am issuing a formal apology clown. to the clown community. There's, there have large. to be there, Jugg- juggalos. We apologize. There has oh, to be. Ooh, now there, no. now there is truly some scary clowns. <laughs> yeah, not to be trifled with. Yeah. They are coming to play Corpus soon. I know. Yep. I you know I've kicked myself for years Curious? for not going to see them when they came to House of Rock, which is a small club. There Do y'all want to go and dress a, up like clowns? There was a lair, uh, like a the whole House of Rock floor. Uh, my friend Alex bartended there at the time. The whole floor of House of Rock had Fago. a puddle of Fago yeah. everywhere. Uh, 
someone I post I reposted the thing about ICP coming and someone was like, Oh, you should have him do an in store and I was like, I don't think that much Fago is in the budget for like <laughs> I don't think I can afford it. <laughs> <laughs> right. Forget forget about their fee. It's just I can't afford to buy that much Fago. That's a lot of Fago. Yeah. <laughs> We're a little off on a tangent, but but clearly <laughs> clearly they, you know, capitalized on this idea of evil clowns that circulates out yeah. there when they put together their their uh you know shtick right i yeah, mean back literally back called the, the insane clown boss and that was mid 90s they started mid, mm-hmm. yeah so i mean and we we're should, aware of other clown movies it, killer clowns right we should do some of their movies yeah so i mean some some of the other films that you could talk about we've talked about poltergeist joe just mentioned killer clowns from outer space which is again they are evil mm-hmm. they're aliens but it's a silly kind oh, of yeah. campy horror film um you know there, there's a lot of there, there was a film clown house that came out in the late 80s that was, uh, you know, somewhat known for, you know, use of clowns. There's been video games. There's been um, the... Talk about um, Twisted Metal? Yeah. The, <laughs> uh, and then uh, the Captain Spaulding character from, from House of a Thousand Corpses, House of a Thousand yeah. Corpses right? By uh, That Sid Haig, I think, plays. Mm-hmm. The, yeah, the Rob Zombie film. Yeah, so I mean, we're, we're using it, even if even if it's maybe not the most effective horror trope for us personally. But it's w- obviously... Wouldn't you think though, if you eliminate Joker from the list, that the most iconic are the two new, the two Pennywises? I mean, Tim Curry is iconic oh, yeah, in definitely. that role, and now uh, is be, be his performance horrific or comedic, in, unintentionally or intentionally. Uh, Skarsgård here has made himself a uh, bobblehead doll for the rest of film attorney. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you know, I would and, agree. And yeah, when and I, 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 my, but I took today my 13 year old daughter, my 15 year old stepdaughter, and a 14 year old friend of of them. And okay. I, uh, <laughs> that's a good. To, that's best. Just my best bro. <laughs> he skates board around. He skateboards around and uh, went to a fun house. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I, we, I took them and 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 there that we, no one left scared. No one left to my knowledge scarred. Uh huh. But the penny, scarred. the Tim Curry Pennywise scarred some kids. Yeah, I feel. Yeah, well, I was, especially I was with older that being network out, television. But, that's yeah. exactly what I was going to say. Is that because it was on ABC, so many people saw it, thought it was safe, thought it was saw it way younger than they should have, right? Yeah, because they used to do that kind of stuff. Like I remember when I was a kid, uh-huh. uh, Rose Red mm-hmm. coming out, and it had it started a girl that had been in uh, the Halloween Town Disney Channel original movies that I had uh, watched yeah. that you know were just right, like right, kid movies right. or whatever. Mm-hmm. So I saw it and I was like, oh, I want to see that. And my parents were like. Fuck no! <laughs> like this is gonna fuck you I up. I remember when uh, Salem's so Lot it. came out when I was really yeah, young, a yeah. miniseries. Salem's Lot about vampires. Stephen King, of course, uh, they're making a new thing about it. I can't remember what version, of what what medium it is in. But there's a scene where a, a a boy is killed by a vampire and then comes back to get his friend or brother. I don't exactly remember. And is floating outside the window. Scratch. You have to be invited in. You know, vampire lore. Yeah. And he's scratched. He's smiling and scratching, and that scarred me as a kid to the point to where I I watched the miniseries again relatively recently just to catch up on something that had shaped me as a child and I was nervous as that, as that yeah. moment approached because it had impressed me it right. put such an impression on me when I was younger yeah, yeah. I, c- clowns didn't do that for me though right right and it's it, same. It, yeah I've never seen still the original yeah. Yeah. No, I do think though you're, you're right about some uh, the, the age that you you kind of encounter something like that if you if you're to see that like the Tim Curry uh, mm-hmm. portrayal mm-hmm. in uh, was it 1989 that 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 came out if you 90. were yeah 90 okay that you know that that could have been pretty freaky if you weren't prepared for that and you weren't really thinking oh I'm gonna see this really 
menacing kind of clown figure when usually I think of clowns as being silly and yeah. You know. yeah. Yeah, since we're on the subject, I mean, probably the reason I'm so afraid of spiders is because I saw Wild Wild West at such a young age. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't arachnophobia with and Jeff the, Daniels. And no? the mechanical ones really freaked you out. I was going to ask and then we, maybe we can move on to another topic, but uh, if it's not clowns, what is your thing? I think you just revealed yours. Um, yeah, mortified of spiders. Um, like phobic of spiders? I'm not fucking with them. Like, I'm really? Not touching them, Did I'm the not spider imagery and it too today freak you out because of the eight legs and the? No, not really. No. Uh, is there a movie that does? Maybe eight legged freaks. Did you ever see that movie? Yeah, totally. Uh, no, I don't know. One I'd... of David Arquette's finest roles. Yes, I, I don't know. I just my wife's like deathly afraid of cockroaches, mm-hmm. and. Um, so, so I have to do all the cockroach killing in my house yeah. and mm-hmm. disposing of mm-hmm. the corpses. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we, Dead corpses? Yes. <laughs> uh, sometimes undead with cockroaches, right. though. Yeah, right. <laughs> uh, but, it's, it, but to me, it's like, yeah, they're gross. Like, they're really gross. You know, mm-hmm. I don't... Th- I don't want one like crawling on me or whatever, but yeah. they like can't really hurt you, you know. Like a spider, she'll kill spiders, and I'm like, wait, but like depending on the spider, you could like die right. or like get really sick or something. <laughs> like there's an actual threat, you know, uh, with that. And I think that's though I was, but, you know, I will say, well, yeah, that, I won't go off on that tangent. But I was going to say, I used to be more fearful when I was younger. I didn't care about spiders. When we moved to Texas and I realized, oh, there are black widows and brown, brown recluses recluse, around. Yeah. And yeah. These are like the poisonous spiders. Mm-hmm. That that gave me pause. But then we actually found a black widow in our garage at one point and uh, and we got rid of I got rid of it. Um, but I read up on it. I'm like, okay, so how concerned do I have to be? They're not as deadly as you would think. The, the widows especially, that's like a little overhyped. You want to get it taken care of, but For they're sure. not going to take you down. The brown recluse, it can get, you can lose like, limbs Skin uh, um, but you're not going to probably die uh, unless you're we had a really brown recluse negligent. bite in our house oh really yeah it happened yeah david so, what's yours if it's not clowns what is it I, uh, for me the real thing is the dark though yeah we can move on. the dark okay. i was really afraid of the dark as a honestly i think it's uh i don't know i mean i i i think it, what tends to like freak me out the most in in stories uh whether they be novels or films probably abusive parent characters and that's and the the weird thing is is like you know my parents were not that at all i I never had that experience with an abusive parent but there is something about like somebody who you're supposed to have that like full faith and trust in them having your best interest in mind and then they don't and turning that so you get a little of that in it right i was gonna ask you how did the beverly yeah no in the first film especially i think that was that was definitely the creepiest most sort of scary part of that exactly because that's not pennywise Mm -hmm. and, and and i guess that's what part of the premise of the film that i like is that it doesn't create new things. It's just tapping into those things that are already freaking you sure. out. That and are the already book does a fantastic you. job yeah. of that. So, you know, yes, I found the Beverly Marsh story mm-hmm. in uh, in that film and even where it gets revisited mm-hmm. in, in the second film to be the most effective thing because of that. Mine is sharks. Shark sharks? mouths, sharks really? jumping out of water. If there's a Facebook... You post were, about oh, a shark video. How sad is that that you weren't on our Sharknado episode? I mean, that was... Oh, no, I watched Sharknado. That, that's silly, but uh, uh, I It's don't, about time. I don't want to watch The Meg. I don't want to watch... Uh, I, I would choose you not to. You didn't watch The Meg? Only because like, if there's a shark mouth... That, and they use it... They use the device of shark mouth popping out at the screen. Like, you know, I don't... It, it, I, I thought you saw The Meg. I, I skipped it. I lied. 
No, he. Not what, one day. What did you? So we had an episode on it. Who was on that? We did. That was Ethan. You and uh, me. yeah, okay. I was when I was um, for a while. What did you think? Of, what do you think of the Pennywise mouth when it like we kept getting? No, no, does no, that it, look th- sharp no, at all? No, no, no. Okay, no none right. of that bothers me. Okay, none right. of that bothers me. Yeah, it's 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 blue water, blue huh. face of shark, red gums, white sharp teeth. Oh, speaking of blue, a trout opening its mouth does not freak me out. A <laughs> shark does. Speaking of blue water, the, uh, the kiss at the end of it, was yeah, really yeah. upset. Didn't have to be underwater, and, and an underwater kiss is not that great. Let's be honest, yeah, no, because there is an inhalation no. and exhalation during a kiss, yeah, and you can't you? do that effectively. I also that was cinematic. I, for, I forgot to bring up in the first half, and maybe I'll copy and paste this over there or something, but... Um, <laughs> he, 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 won't. he won't do yeah, it. I, Spoiler I, alert, you're listening to this, it's in the second half. <laughs> I, uh, it bothered me that it was like, okay, yeah, Ben got skinny and rich and hot. Uh, they I'll all be, got rich. I'll be with him now. Yeah. <laughs> no, 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 no. That's, that's well, not even what it was. No. Why did he You have to wrote get the poem? You wrote the poem? Well, I well, know. Th- therefore, I love you and not the guy that I thought that I loved for 27 years. I know, right. but you, that, know, you, you can assume that I feel like it's a safe bet that, uh, you know, 15-year-old Bev, you know, saw the secret admirer and just projected it onto Bill. Right. That was all because that was he was the handsome one she and assumed, all that kind of yeah. stuff, and, was just, and also the and one who like, became sure, a writer and the one who you know. Yeah. I'm sure that's. I mean, but she thought it in the first one. No, I know, but uh, the, but I don't know. There was. It didn't seem like there was a reason to make him skinny. Adult Ben, even in the film, has worked hard to overcome the thing or or to to change himself from the thing he felt was weak and shitty as a kid. Yeah. Right. He worked hard to do that. He's held the torch for her. And then anyway, whatever. Yeah, yeah. It was just kind of like so uh, during the movie. Know. I saw we saw I saw a trailer. Oh, you did too, Carlos. Uh, for Black Christmas, I'm talking about like future upcoming horror films. Uh, Black Christmas. <laughs> I, I know is really well, mixed this is, feelings about that. You know, I think the, you, I see where you're going here. And yeah, I mean, it's mm-hmm. worth mentioning this film, the, the the series. You know, it chapter one, it now chapter two, really have sort of changed the game to a certain extent, at least in terms of expectations with what horror films can do with a with, with money. an R rating. Yeah, and that happens because, every decade or so. Yeah, I mean this I know the first one became the most profitable, the, the biggest money making um R horror film of all time. Uh-huh. And you so you, you have that and you know that's got to be making people think. And as you said earlier in the episode, Joe, now there's going to be I mean there always have been Stephen King adaptations but it seems like it's kicked back into a higher gear now where we're revisiting and remakes right yeah. we, we did Pet Cemetery go back to episode uh-huh. whatever that was <laughs> copy and paste it in now Carl. yeah and uh, 17 <laughs> it's not 17 <laughs> I guess whatever um, you know Pet Cemetery, and we know we're gonna have Doctor Sleep and uh-huh. we know we're gonna have all these others coming coming along here most everything soon. right uh, the long walk is the one I'm the most interested okay. in okay we talked about that before so it, and as you're saying now, but it's not just confined to King, right? Mm. I mean, I think we have this Black Christmas remake that we're about to see. Mm-hmm. Looks like a little bit more overtly feminist take on Black Christmas. And they added a lot. Yeah. Like, a lot. You kind of had to yeah. from the original, I though. Love, There's I love Carrie Elwes, the original. Uh, yeah. No, no, the original. The original. Sorry, David. Yeah, Sorry, okay. Colin. Yeah. The original Black Christmas from 1970. Cut and paste the right number in right now. It's it's uh, it was it's one of the kind of pre predecessors first slasher was, movie. Yeah. to the slasher to yeah, the slasher right. genre. And there's not a lot to it. No, but it's great. But this one 
Yeah, that's so a lot more to it. There's a whole secret cult kind of ritual thing going on. Some secrets so like kind of like skulls, yeah. right? Yeah. Am I remembering that film correctly? Yeah. The the university shadow kind skull of skull and bones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but I, you know, it's got Carrie always in it, so I'm contractually obligated to go see it. Uh, <laughs> love him, mm-hmm. uh, but yeah, I don't know. I have such mixed. I, at first, I didn't recognize what it was, yeah. and then I looked over it. I knew what it was. Christmas in Horror, and I'd heard that it was coming out. I knew what it was, but as I watched the trailer, I was like, this is a very, this is a far variation. It's a very loose yeah. interpretation of the source material, and I didn't hear good things about the 2006 Mich- Michelle Trachtenberg yeah. remake either. Didn't I see haven't it. seen it, but yeah, everyone says it's What terrible. was it rated? Do you recall? We have to probably look that up. There was, Black Christmas? The, 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 the original? No, original? no, no. The remake that we've already R. seen. It was R? Yeah. yeah. Because we had that spat of PG-13 horror, mm-hmm. which I'm just not a fan of, yes, usually. And so... Some of them are good. One of the good things about its financial success is that it will free up yeah. other financiers to be less fearful about an R-rated horror movie. I, right. I, I like yeah. that direction. For sure. I prefer that direction. I like the idea that we saw a lot of, not used as effectively as it could have been, gore and effects uh, in in it. Uh, they're not as nervous to do those kinds of things. A lot of trippy kind of effects in it with some yeah. of those creatures that come out of the fortune cookies and other things. But what I didn't like is this notion that it really does pull out all of the stops. It shows all of the tricks. There's so many set pieces and uh, uh, above ground, underground, in the water, out of, everything is in that movie. I like a good Baba Duke. I like a good It Follows. I like oh, a good It Follows is amazing. Slow burn the terror, the horror, the the mm-hmm. the unease. I I like it when that to me that's a stronger film if you can do that without all of the glitz and the glam of a, of a large budget. Yeah, and uh, you know I like the I like a good Baba Duke. There's, there's your title. <laughs> I like the slow burn as well because you know. You're really uneasy what's going to happen, and then shit gets really wild, uh-huh. really fast. And you don't see it's Jaws, Jaws rules. You don't see what the what the yeah what the danger is. I the okay, so it has set this precedent precedent that it's you know the most successful financial you know most successful financially right speaking horror movie. So we can ha- so we can have an R-rated horror movie that's going to make us money. The only thing that I'm worried about is that now it has to be predicated on a pre-existing work intellectual property. Right. Which doesn't, which doesn't leave room for things Hollywood like loves that. or it follows or, you know, if you get half video Stephen King fans there, you're um, making a lot of money. I mean, the, the, the Hollywood likes a good source yeah. material. I mean, I mean, even black Christmas is a, is, is a remake. Yeah. And, which, you know, one I'm going to go see, but like, Am I like really super jazzed about it? Yeah. Mm. Did did I? We didn't really bring it up, but it, I I was curious because I haven't seen it. Had either of you seen uh, Andy Muschietti's earlier film Mama? No. Okay. No. I all it was always yes. on my list. And I, think, I didn't can see I, it. Can I see the Chastain was in it? Yeah. It's not. Um, uh, oh yeah, that movie was a huge piece of shit. Oh really? Oh, it huh. was fucking awful. <laughs> It was so bad. Oh wow! Okay, it's a four-word review. It's hard to escape from. Yeah. Oh, well. Man. It, anyway, I, I hated it. I was just curious because it, it was. I not, didn't know it was the same guy. Yeah, I would have gone way harder on it if I had known. It was that. quite successful, <laughs> though. I mean, it, it was. It was. It was know, a big deal. Made at the time. for fifteen million. Ended up making like one hundred and fifty at the box office. That's you know pretty decent return there, and uh, 
I don't know. I mean, it, it, it it's interesting because you obviously with horror films you can make them fairly cheaply, um, but it, it it'll be sort of. Uh, worth i think watching to see what this does for horror film budgets because i don't know does any do you guys did you hear what it cost to make so they're saying this one it was between 60 and 80 million i guess for the budget which is pretty high for, pretty high for, a, for a horror, horror film movie. you know given that the other one made the money it did i understand why they would pour that into it but i wonder if this will also touch off where they're gonna you know start giving more of this kind of effects budget money to these films where we're going to see these crazy sequences like these psychedelic uh you know that i'm not necessarily against because i do like it when the visuals get really interesting i think it'll be detrimental to the genre though we've got a grudge reboot on the way oh no we've got a saw reboot hold on hold on hold on let's back up to grudge because whenever you said a minute ago that we had lived so long in a PG-13 era of horror movies. Right. The first thing I thought of was Grudge, was The Ring, the was like One Missed Call, uh, The Conjuring, all that kind of stuff, which were not good. Mm-hmm. The Ring was good-ish. Yeah. Ish, but yeah. the other ones, not Haunted so much. videotape is dumb, but go ahead. Yeah. Well, yeah, okay, fair. Uh, I was like 13, so I was like, If you wait long scary. enough, the media dies, and yeah. it can't do anything bad to you anymore. Well, yeah, yeah, that's true. I want to kill myself with this VCR tape. Where's the VCR? Oh, shit. Oh, yeah, I, I can't one. do it. Uh, but, but then I almost... I didn't say anything because I had to come back and correct myself internally before I even misspoke at all because Happy Death Day was great. And that oh, was, a PG, it. It was a PG-13. Yeah, Both I, of them were really good, Yeah, actually. I remember you liked that. Uh, yeah, I really liked those. Uh, but I don't know. I, I think that the more effects money and all that kind of stuff that's going to come into it, the more lesser filmmakers will lean on that. Yeah. And then when the when the box office begins to decline, they'll, they'll, they will blame a lack of folks that want to see horror, but that's inappropriate. That's yeah, not, not correct. It is, it's yeah. about probably Candyman reboot. Oh, God. Oh, Produced a, by Jordan Peele. Yeah, I was going to say, okay. I, saw, I okay. saw a trailer for that. <laughs> okay. Conjuring 3 is on its way in 2020. Don't need uh, it. Two new Halloween movies. Very excited for that. Yeah, and uh, we could go on and on. But yeah. uh, I only I only brought those reboot. up, Carlos, to satisfy your desire for really good source material-based films. <laughs> is, the, is the Saw reboot, is it, it is a reboot of the whole franchise, or it's just another installment? Uh, the article I was quickly looking at said a reboot. Huh. Uh, I haven't, you know. That first Saw movie was so good, though. Well, Carrie, your boyfriend was in it. Yeah, Carrie love Owens. him. My, <laughs> Kylie knows he's my hall pass. <laughs> okay, well. Yeah, yeah. no, I am looking forward to that Candyman, though. That, <laughs> that um, that I do remember seeing the trailer. Lakeith Stanfield is in it from uh, oh, Sorry love to Bother him. You. And Atlanta, and, yeah, yeah, in Atlanta and Get Out. I mean, yeah. he... It, it, the the trailer looks good. You guys need to check that one out. Yeah. I have a feeling we'll do that for the podcast. Mouthful of bees. Sorry yeah. to bother you. Yeah, so, yeah right. Really good movie. So, I mean, it, it'll be interesting to see where all this goes with, with horror films uh, and, and if this really is kind of a turning point where they become bigger and bigger money makers that can sort of bring in these huge opening weekend box office numbers like It and It Chapter 2 have. But um, but like you said, Joe, I mean, a lot of that has to do with the King name. And, you know, could they do that with original properties that don't already have that kind of established fan base? That That's 
Well, I mean, Hereditary and Midsummer. I know Carlos are not your favorites. They've but done well, but they're not they're not that kind of money. No, yeah. you're right. Midsummer got a re-release. Uh, Jordan Peele's films. I mean, we're seeing uh, some auteur directors create a name for themselves. That's yeah. exciting. Uh, without, I mean, I love it when the director's name is the draw. You know, yeah. the, the writer. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, I'm very curious to see how it goes, and I'm glad we have the podcast here to to get us in the theater to make see some of these great right. some of these films. So how about this uh, everything but the '90s guys? What, what did you think? I preferred of the two the uh, the one we had in the first half. Saved of by the, the buoyancy because pineapple is not my favorite flavor, and it definitely has some pineapple. <sighs> a there, lot of yeah. pineapple, but this tastes really good. I just I'm not going to drink a pina colada if I've got a mai tai instead. Hmm. Interesting. What'd you think? Uh, well, you know I'm a I'm a hashtag pineapple boy, <laughs> uh, so. I literally have a pineapple branded on my body. Uh, you do. I do. Uh, I really like this beer, although I will agree with your sentiment as far as the two goes. I did prefer the first one. Yeah. Only because it's very unique. Yeah. The and power of not, the sour sop. And not something that we have the pleasure of tasting. Some, right. Something like that. Whereas as this one, you know, it's a hazy bomb mm-hmm. of tropical... Goodness, yeah. Yeah. Uh, which, thanks to Hector and the good folks at Rebel Toad, we do have access to that. Yeah, certainly, right. uh, and uh, but you know, as for a double IPA, I enjoyed the um, distinction from the sour. Yeah, the sour held that strawberry and sour sop, I yeah. think, better than the IPA and the pineapple. Yeah, but I'm not complaining about this. And right. if you have another one, David, let's open up and we're done with the episode. <laughs> yeah, no, I, no, I'm looking forward to learning more about Definitive, and I always enjoy when we have a huge splash, mm-hmm. although no one spilled a thing, uh, of, a, of a brewery that we haven't really um, looked at much right. before. Now, this is from their Maine, right? Yeah, Definitive. In Portland, so yeah. I bet you have a history with them. Well, they, they've only been around a couple of years, but yeah, I've I've you know, the past couple summers when I've gone back to visit, I've I've stopped at the brewery and awful nice folks there. Are they uh, growing? I think so. I think they're doing mm-hmm. pretty well. I think Good. some of their stuff when they release it, they have kind of like the lines and they're they're getting Limits the people there. Yeah. So um, I, I think they're doing okay. Uh, it's great to see that they also collaborate with these breweries from around the country. Um, gave us the opportunity to taste something that at least uh, you know a couple different places had their hands on, which, which is pretty nice. I, I like I like those breweries that uh, that get into that collaboration um, game with with one another. So I, but I agree with both of you that I think of the two, I was most impressed with the Save by the Buoyancy. Uh, part of that just being you know I have so many IPAs these days that n- not to say like a good one still isn't pretty uh, good, but you know, when when I get something that kind of takes me in a different direction, flavor wise, and I'm enjoying it, uh, that's a nice achievement. Mm-hmm. So I'm I'm for happy sure. that we had that. But the balance, the balance, balance was the key word I think in that first for the yeah. uh, saved by the buoyancy uh, of soursop. Yeah. This is balanced nicely, right? I, I I wish I liked pineapple more than I did. Yeah, you should. I, if, I know. I'm sorry. If I if I got a t- tattoo, <laughs> then I would maybe. But if I saw a pineapple adjunct, if that's the correct word, it is, uh, <laughs> up on the board, I think I would avoid it because right. I just don't enjoy the pineapple. Right. But well, that, but that's, you know, this is pulling the pineapple out of the right. hops, though. You're right. So we're, we're, not, we're not talking yet. about adjuncts here. Right. But uh, but yes, I mean, I, I get it. If, if that's not the flavor you want, then 
no, by no. all means. Fun episode. Two great beers from Definitive mm-hmm. and uh, a lively conversation about horror. That's a great, great way to spend an afternoon. Do we do we recommend it, Chapter 2 to people? I don't think we're going to keep the people that are going to go see it from seeing it yeah. with anything that we have to say. My take would be, you know, if you're somebody who's already chosen to see it, wonderful. Good yeah. on you, and, mm-hmm. and I hope you enjoy it. If you're somebody who didn't see the first one and, you know, doesn't really know whether or not they want to go see it, I wouldn't probably encourage you to run out and, and, and make it a, a big priority. I would say, you know, eh, hold off, see it on cable when it, when it comes around, maybe. or A, a lot of stuff box. happens. And, and right now, the movies happens. that are making the most of money have a lot of stuff in them, the Marvel, yeah. Marvel Universe, et cetera. I mean, so if it is a roller coaster ride, it's just that I find that the note of the ups and the downs repeats again and again and again. Mm-hmm. And it got tedious and predictable. Well, if you are going to go see it, or if you have already, and you had thoughts and opinions about it, you can reach out to us on our social media channels to tell us if you agree with our takes, or if you think we're big dumb, big dumb dums. <laughs> uh, you can find us on Twitter at Beer Movie Show, on Instagram at Beer and a Movie. I post a lot of the stuff I'm drinking there, so keep up to date with that. And Facebook.com/slash Beer and a Movie TX. As always, Beer and a Movie Podcast.com is our home base where you can find a link to listen to this episode. And all of our previous episodes, they are always free and at your disposal. Um, and uh, rate, review, subscribe. If you're listening to this on Apple Podcasts, uh, the subscribe button helps you, which uh, it'll keep you abreast of new episodes and when they're dropping and all that kind of stuff. Be the first to know. But rating and reviewing helps us a lot. It lets us know, you know, it, are you liking it? Are you not? What do you like? What don't you like? Uh, what should we do more of in the future? Um, we do have some, uh, pretty good programming scheduled, I would say. Um, I don't want to, uh, you know, tease too much, but, uh, I, there's another guest in the works. Yep. One that I think, uh, the beer in a movie community will enjoy. Um, and you know. We'll a lot, and we're getting into that area where the Oscar films are out. We got a lot of, uh, yeah. we got a lot of, we got, we'll have more meat to sink, to sink our yeah. teeth in. Yeah, and uh, in 2019, to me, <laughs> the end of 2019 is going to be a jam packed one. So mm-hmm. stay tuned. You're going to need beer and a movie to get you through that. Yeah. yeah, and until next time, behold the power of the sours. Yeah. <laughs>